Vex Network. This is Dumb for Love, a monthly podcast celebrating hope, heartache, and the ridiculous lengths humans will go to in the name of love. What's the dumbest thing you've done for love? Hey there, everyone. Jean Morrison here, your host of Dumb for Love. I was just finishing up drinking my guests. <clears throat> uh, I mean, drinks with my guests. And realized it was time to step into the studio and begin tonight's very special Halloween episode. We'll also have the elusive bat stylist cat lady coming in today. But not just for the new segment. No. She'll be bringing us fan-submitted story. Now, this story in particular was considered too weird and was never going to see the light of day. But tis the season to be oddly, and the heebie-jeebies are upon us. So it only seemed fit that we present it to you now as dramatically as possible. We also have some great music planned. And for our special news segment, we'll be toting our unfavorite creepy love declassifieds back out. And maybe, just maybe, I'll be sharing a very dumb-for-love story of my own. All just for you. Aww. Want to hear your music on our show? What a coincidence. We want music on our show. If you'd like to be featured on an episode and add it to our Dumb for Love Spotify playlist, we'd love to have you. We accept all genres, so feel free to go to our website for submission details, even if you're rocking the pipe organ. Got a nice juicy story to tell? Or maybe just something that makes you slap your forehead and say, what the hell was I thinking? But you hate phone calls? We've got just the thing. Dumb for Love Quickies. You can leave us a voicemail or just send in an email for us to read on the air. Just go to the Tell Us Your Story section on our website and you too can have that tasty, tasty catharsis. Don't forget to follow us on social media via at Dumb for Love. There's even a mailing list on our website you can sign up for. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, and of course, SoundCloud. You can even buy us a cup of tea with only a few clicks. Just listen to us on Radio Public, where each play gives us some change to buy a nice cup of green tea. Mmm, antioxidants. Lastly, let's take a moment to talk about you. I just want to say thank you for all the support you've given to our little show. We love making it, and it really makes us feel good to know you love hearing it. And without further ado, let's do this. Enjoy the ride. Let's get on with the show. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. This is Cat Lady, here to bring a special gift in honor of our host's birthday, a fan-submitted Dumb for Love story. For today's tale of romance most strange, we have a story titled Love Blooms in Unusual Places, performed for us today by our special guest reader, D.S. Poe. I have a Dumb for Love story. Uh, it's probably very different than the other ones that you've been receiving because this one actually takes place um, in a cemetery. So I was um, I was dating this girl, and she was she was just weird. I don't know how to describe the kind of weird that she was, but she was the kind of weird, basically, that makes you uncomfortable when she looks at you for way too long a period of time or something like that. And um, she made me super uncomfortable. 
but it was intriguing and quote unquote mysterious, so you do what you do. She's also really hot for some reason. Totally gorgeous. But, um, I was hanging out with her a lot a few summers ago, and we started to, like, you know, do dating things. Like, we'd go to the movies, and we'd go to, um, like, amusement parks kind of places. And she was, like, super into, like, the macabre and things like that. She's also really into, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of, like, this whole abandoned places kind of people that just, like, migrate from place to place looking for abandoned, like, hospitals, churches, mental asylums, you know, all the spooky things that dark people, quote-unquote, like, totally are about. So, we were dating, and she took me to this place that was kind of remote. It took us like an hour and a half to get there. And it was not in any city in particular. It was like between cities in mid-northernish kind of Florida or something. And um, we went to the cemetery. I don't remember the name of it. You know? And when we were there, she got out and told me to follow her. And we walked. But see, the thing is, when we got there, that's, that's, this is an important part of the story. When we got to the cemetery, there was no cemetery. There was nothing there. And I don't like to ask a lot of questions anyway. Like, I'm not much into talking or whatever, but I get to, we get to this place, get out of the car, and she just tells me to follow her, so I do, as I usually do. And we went. And we started walking through this woods. Now, like, okay, whatever. We must walk for what felt like 30 minutes, 40 minutes maybe. I don't know. It took a long time. And when we get to this little clearing, it was a wrought iron kind of gate kind of thing that led into a cemetery. I'm like, who? would put a cemetery 40 minutes out of the way from the nearest whatever. So we get to the cemetery and we're hanging out in the cemetery. She starts talking to me about the different people and there, there was a few tombstones but there was a lot of broken stuff. Like a lot of broken, you know, like little statues and whatever. And all I kept thinking to myself is, who put something out here like that? That's really, really weird. And, she, I mean, I guess she knew about it. She must have Googled this or something. This must be a popular kind of place. But there was nobody else there. And we were far. So, I lay down on, well, that's a little bit further into the story, but... She sat me down next to this one tombstone. It was like a little patch of kind of like little flowers, but not like, it wasn't floral, but it was like a little white and yellow flowers. And um, she sat me down there and we started talking. She started asking me questions about my past, about things that I wanted to accomplish in the future. We were just having, I guess, what would feel like normal conversation. 
and for some reason, I, she always walked around with like a big, not a backpack, but like, kind of like a satchel, almost like a duffel bag, but it wasn't a duffel bag. It was like a giant purse, sack thing. And I guess I had really noticed that she had it on her because you know, all her clothes were baggy and flowing and all that stuff. And now she pulls out like a little tray of food in a, like one of these like tray-like Tupperwares. And we sit down and have a picnic. And I was like, all right, well, this is what we're doing then. So we did. After knowing her for a while at this point, I decided that, you know, maybe it was time for us to like, to be intimate, you know, like, we had been physical a few times but it was weird, to say the least. And for me, I wanted it to be more deep, connected, not just like a quickie and side of, you know, of a building or uh, whatever in a movie theater, you know. So. I tried to kiss her. She said, today's not the day. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means, but whatever. She said, look, let's come back and maybe we'll do this again some other time. I'm like, okay. So, I, um, so I have this little open up this tray of food and she's got like, cheese and grapes, you know, kind of stuff that you buy at a gas station, but it wasn't in a gas station container, so it was kind of weird. So we eat, and she's like, the sun is going to be going down soon, why don't we get out of here, because we have a long walk, and I was like, alright, yeah, that's what we'll do, so we left. Now, what was really interesting is, as I was walking away from this cemetery, and I got, I guess, the heebie-jeebies or whatever it is that you call them, and I got something on the back of my neck that just would not go. I kept on turning around, and she was laughing. Like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I'm like, ah, whatever, dude. I don't even know what the fuck is happening at this point. But it was weird, man. It was really weird. So I sat there, and... Uh, and uh, I just kept walking. And it started to get darker, and this, the forest was, I guess, kind of dense, not too, too dense. But the darker it got, the darker it got. You know, it got really dark. Finally, I see my car in the near distance, and we get out, we go home, we drive for a long time. This place was far. It was like 90 minutes or whatever, right? So I drop her off at home. She tells me she's going to call me this weekend, that weekend or whatever. She's going to call me in the weekend so we can make some plans about hanging out. And I worked all day on Saturday, so I said, look, it's going to have to be Sunday. And she's like, that's perfect. Let's do that. All right, cool. So we did. 
So, I, um, I went and, um, went to work that weekend, do all that stuff. She called me Sunday morning, but I didn't see the phone, the, the phone ring, so she left me a voicemail. She said, meet me at the cemetery again, and meet me there at about 6 o'clock. Uh, this was late in fall, so the time had already changed. Six o'clock was already getting dark, and I'm like, whoa. So I tried calling her, and I'm like, hey, six o'clock is kind of late, whatever. You know, it's going to take me, you know, it's going to take me 40 minutes once I get there to even walk to this thing. So I got to get there like at 5.20, 5.15 or something. So I call her up. She doesn't answer. I call her the whole time until I'm like, whoa, I got to go, so... I went, you know, I guess, I guess my better judgment or whatever that is, right? And, um, so I get to this place and I do the walk, you know, and I walk and walk and walk. And thankfully it was just a straight walk. It was like a straight line because if not, I would have totally gotten lost. And when I see the cemetery in the near distance, through the trees and everything. I'm like, okay. It's darker out. It's not dark out, but it's definitely darker out. And it's got the creepy vibe. And it's the whole weird, like, oh my God. So I get out of my car. I walk through the gates in the cemetery. And then I see her on the other side. And she's yeah, no big surprise, wearing a big, flowy, black, you know, I guess dress or something. There's candles on a tombstone, and she's like, come over here. You know, she calls out to me. And now, a brief intermission. This episode's music showcase features a really great band out of North Carolina called Morning Bells. They're an eclectic mix of musicians and longtime friends that create songs about hope, loss, adoration, anger, and love. The song we're featuring is called Ghost Story. Get it? Here's Morning Bells, Ghost Story. We hope you love it as much as we do.
That was Morning Bells with Ghost Story. Find them on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to your favorite music. And if you want to learn more about them, check them out at morningbellsband.com. Welcome, everybody. We hope you enjoyed that musical interlude because it's time to reach directly into the Twilight Zone (laughs) and pull out the conclusion to our spooky love story, which I can only imagine is going to include someone's turbulent romance with their haunted ventriloquist dummy. Wasn't that the plot of Magic 1978? (sighs) Anyway, professional horror movie ruiner, forever. Thanks. And now take us to the end. So I get out of my car I walk through the gates in the cemetery and then I see her on the other side and she's uh, no big surprise wearing a big flowy black you know I guess dress or something there's candles on a tombstone and she's like come over here you know she calls out to me so I go and I noticed that the gown the, or the dress that she was wearing it was kind of open a little bit. So you can see her body, and it was beautiful. It was great. And I was like, okay, wait, so this is what's going down. You know, this is what's going to happen here. And so I get there to where she's at, and she doesn't say a word to me, and she just starts kissing me, and I'm like, whoa. This is super cool. This is like kind of like creepy and weird. I get lost in the moment. So we're together. And before I even knew it, it was pitch black out. It was dark. It was really, really, really dark out. And I start getting really creeped out, but I'm in the moment with her. We're in the middle of being intimate and close and all of this passion and all of these things and man I start getting these mixed feelings of incredible sensations meets petrified scariness you know so I uh, I decide yo I gotta figure this one out because I'm scared. Regardless, I guess, call it the the animal instinct in me, I stayed in the moment. And we were together until really late in that night. I guess the light of my phone lit up like most of the area where we were laying down. She had put out this beautiful blanket and all of this kind of stuff. There were some candles on a, on a tombstone, which probably had blown, mostly blown out at that point because it was windy. It was like this hole. It looked, it was like, and I was like, I was like having an intimate moment with like the Blair Witch or something, you know, it was like that. <clears throat> so, uh, afterwards, I'm just laying there next to her and she's playing with my hair and uh, and I fall asleep and I wake up really startled 
a little bit of time later, maybe 30 minutes, an hour, I don't know, something like that. It's still pitch black out. It's still really dark. And I realize that I'm by myself. I'm alone. I'm like, okay. She's playing creepy games or something. Grab my phone, turn on the flashlight. I'm looking around and I notice that I'm just laying on this blanket by myself. Kinda naked. And by kinda, I mean like entirely naked on this blanket in a friggin' cemetery in the middle of nowhere. And I'm alone and I'm flashing the light and calling out to her. And there's nobody there. She's not there. Can't see her. At that point, I decide I'm going to literally go look around for her, but I guess my instinct didn't tell me to get dressed. So I'm walking around the cemetery, looking behind tombstones and those little, yeah, it was like little statues and things like that. And I see nothing. And a way a gust of wind happens to blow and turns off the light of the last candle. And I go back to where I was, I grab my clothes, and I get out of there. I'm calling to her the whole time. I'm worried. Like, where did she go? Did she go off to use the bathroom or something somewhere and get, just get lost? So I'm calling and calling. I did the respectable thing and started looking and calling out, but... I'm also like in the middle of nowhere. So then I uh, I get back to my car. I tried calling her phone, which I had done a few times while I was there and nothing happened. And when I mean nothing happened, I basically like, I called her phone and it just went straight to disconnect. Like, not disconnect. I don't know how you call it. You know, when the message comes up and says that this user can't be found or whatever. So, I call her a few more times. I send her a text. It never shows that delivered on my phone. And about an hour later, I'm like, I gotta go. The sun's starting to come up. So I drive off and I leave. And I'm thinking to myself, do I call the cops? Do I call the police? And I did. I ended up calling the non-emergency police department number local to the area, which they had given me after I called 911. And I explained to them that I was out in this cemetery with this girl. I told them the name of the girl. I didn't know her last name. And that we weren't from around here. We were like from an hour and a half away. And they said, meet us there in an hour. And I turned around. Went to the to the parking lot where the cemetery was. 
And um, the police show up and they're like, so tell us about the cemetery. I'm like, yeah, I guess it's like a local legend or something. It's something that you guys do around here or something. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tell us about this girl. And I explained the whole girl thing, blah, blah, blah. And the guy, the cop is like, well, the reason we called you out here is because uh, there is a local legend, but it has nothing to do with an actual cemetery that's here. Uh, people claim that they're lured here by some girl to visit a cemetery. But uh, there is no cemetery. I'm like, no, it's like 40 minutes that way. You have to walk through all the things and all that kind of stuff. They're like, there's no cemetery. I'm like, I'm telling you, I was there. I've been there twice now. I was there and, you know, I showed up last night. She was there. I, we were there. Like, it was totally the real thing, you know? And the cop is like, no, there isn't. So I'm like, okay. Why don't we just walk? And we did. And we must have walked for an hour or longer in the same exact direction with the same exact thing. And it's now the mid middle of the day, so there's plenty of light. And the guy's like, look, there's nothing out here. We've gotten this story two or three times. I'm like, I didn't even meet her out here. Like, how is that even possible? It's not like I showed up here and there was some woman here. And the cop's like, it's just a weird thing that happens sometimes. And I'm like, so this woman doesn't exist? And right when I said that, my phone rang. And it said on the thing that it was from an unknown number or something. And when I answered the phone, it's her. And she says, goodbye. Well, you really weren't kidding when you said it would be odd. Did you bring us anything else? Anything else here for me? Save me from this scary story I just heard? You know, funny, you should ask. I did, actually. Oh, good. What'd you bring? Some love to classified classics. I thought it'd be fun, in honor of the freaky theme, to go over some of the absolute worst ads we've ever had. Um, I don't think you know what a birthday present is. <laughs> but, all right, next time, wrap it. <laughs> Let's do this. That's right. I guess it's time for Love Declassified. Ah! But tonight, we will be going back over the most creepy off-putting ads we've ever had so far with a special report titled, Take Warning, read by world-famous terrible gift giver, Cat Lady. Beautiful blonde and red Buick Enclave, Brandon. We met at Nordstrom parking lot the night before Christmas Eve. Reward if found. Do not contact me with any unsolicited offers or services. <laughs> See, that still just sounds like a missing ad. Yeah, it's still probably one of the worst ads we have ever had. I just, I still don't get it. Can you explain it to me, Cat Lady? Like, I don't understand. 
I don't know. It's reward it's, if found. Yeah. What if somebody like discovers that this person committed a murder? He's going to give them a reward <laughs> if they find the carcass. <laughs> What's the reward? It's nothing good. It's nothing. Reward if found. Like she's like you know, like yeah. he's going for a hunt. <laughs> going for a hunt. You find my dear. Ten dollars and a brownie. Yeah, like that's what you say about a missing pet. She's yeah. not your pet, dude. No, and he didn't even like make it as sweet as a missing pet because people are like, I really miss Muffin. <laughs> Rover was this so is like, beautiful this with is like, his golden coat. This is like, I'd really love a dog, so I'll pay you if you can bring me someone's dog. Yeah, we'll provide leash. Ew. Ugh. I still don't get it. No. I don't even know what this person was thinking. No. It doesn't sound romantic, a nice. parking lot. Appalling. Not even we spoke. It sounds appalling. Just, we met in the parking lot. So basically, he was standing there in the parking lot, staring at this person mm-hmm. while they got in their car. Yeah. Had a little notepad. I don't know. Yeah. Wrote all this stuff down, down. Except for the things that were the most important. That freaking license plate was like R27979. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. If he got everything else, I don't understand. Nothing about her Reward other than if that found. she's blonde. Yeah. Reward, Reward if found. Yeah. So if somebody knows a blonde woman... <laughs> In a red car. You can really cash in. He didn't even say how much the reward was or what the reward was. I would just strike a deal with the blonde. Yeah, I'd be like, found her. Yeah, you just split (laughs) the money with her. You get the money and then she immediately moves out of the country. I think that it should have been reward if turned this person in. I think that's how we need to segue out of this. Yeah, hey, reward if you find this guy. If you find this guy, and you I'll give you a reward. Yeah, if you find him and report him Are for stalking. Are we allowed to say that? This is a joke. There uh-huh. you go. Now we can say yeah, it. Yeah, I will pretend to give you a reward. Yo. It will be a bag full of invisible things. Yes. The bag may also be invisible. Provided by Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. There. It's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. Did-a-dun, Lake Glen Walking Trail, Ray Road. Hello. I see you at Lake Glen often walking your dog. You are in great shape and always have nice yoga pants on. I enjoy seeing you and hope to stop and chat one day. We've had so many with the yoga pants. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't stress enough. That's not a descriptor. No. It just makes us feel bad. Yeah. And it makes us not ever want to wear yoga pants again. Yeah, so you are genuinely driving the yoga pants that you love so much to extinction. And in the realm of Halloween, doesn't it just make you feel a little bit creeped out that it's a walking trail? Walking trail? Hope to stop and chat one day implies they've never even spoken. Why didn't he do it then? Why is he waiting? Why is he biding his time? It's like, yeah. I need a Mentos. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. It's like you're standing there. You have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Are your legs broken? Sees her all the time on this walking trail, never saying anything, admiring Crawling her pants. across the lawn at walking trail. <laughs> it's like, just go up to her. Be like, hey, I jog here too. Don't yeah. mention anything about her I yoga mean, pants. It, presumably, if you aren't the creepiest person on the fucking planet, she has also seen you often on this walking trail. I'm, I hope. I'm going to assume that he's the creepiest person on yeah. the planet. It and she like runs the other trail and he hides behind the bushes and runs and stops really fast and like ducks. Oh, you know what I mean? Like because a if terrible not, stealth mission. <laughs> because if not, what's the point of going hope to talk to you one day, writing a whole entire ad yeah. when literally she's a thone like a stone throw away, <laughs> a thone throw away. <laughs> this is how disturbed I am. Everything got just mixed up. Kerfuddled. She's fucking kerfuddled me. She's right there. She's right there. Walk up. Hey, how are you doing? There's a reason why he can't do this. Yeah, yeah. And it's very Halloweeny. Yeah. And maybe he has a Halloweeny. Oh, mm, you know snap! Get it? <laughs> <laughs> right. What's next? 
Greg, the bearded bartender at Longhorn in Brandon. Longhorn in Brandon. I thought we were friends. I enjoyed our conversations. You started a new job driving for Uber. Why won't you reply to my kick? I miss your big brain. Please unblock me on kick. I miss you. She was long horny. <laughs> long horn. Long horny. It just sounds like a progression of somebody falling apart. Like, yeah. they weren't even, like, together. If we can get this person and the Lakeland walking trail person together, the rest of the world might be a safer place. Well, you mean together behind bars? Because if we get them together, they might just plot to do something terrible. No, I mean, like, if they are a couple. Oh, yeah. I don't know. That might be terrible, Well, too. they'll just stalk each other. I feel like they'll be on that show, you know, the one where your spouse murders you? Oh, or snapped? Something. Snapped! That's it. The world would still be safer. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, can yeah. I say that? This is a joke. <laughs> it's Halloween themed. Halloween <laughs> themed. Snapped. It's a joke. Snapped. Yeah, uh, yeah don't. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't understand the mentality here of these people. Like, it was weird, but okay, fine, whatever, until we hit please unblock me on kick. Yeah. Like, you were blocked the- for a reason. Yeah. What did kick, you think they blocked? Kick is like the horny messenger. So, like, yeah. what did you do to get blocked from the horny messenger one? Long horny messenger. <laughs> You're right. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, it takes a lot for me to block someone. Like, you have to be really yeah, blocked just stupid. in general, but blocked yeah. on kick. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad. I just imagine this conversation where this person was just like, "Hey, you know," and then this other person's talking back, and they think they're just meeting somebody, and yeah. everything's good. Are they an employee there too? Oh no, because the person was the bartender, and they were just attending. Yeah, you know, what? I mean, I guess it's possible that they also worked at the Longhorn, and that's how they met. Well, whether they work there or they were there, but like that's. I mean, I guess it's not. Is that creepier than if they were just a customer? I can't tell. Well, if they were just a customer, they're sitting there. They're getting loaded on tequila bombs. Yeah. I don't drink, so I don't know what they're called. Yeah, I don't know. You know, so they're getting like loaded on these like specialty sex. (laughs) Margarita shots. Sex in the market. Um, (laughs) I I don't know exactly what they're called. You know, they're getting like crunked here. And the person's behind the bar. (laughs) I'm I'm so, I don't even know what's happening right now. But they're like. You are still kerfuddled. I'm 12. Okay. I don't know the name of these things. So they're behind the bar and they're having this conversation mm-hmm. and probably we're like, oh, you know what? Why don't you just hook up with me on cake and all this stuff and gave them all their information like you would when mm-hmm. you meet somebody that you think is kind of cool. Yeah. Only no. I don't even know how long the duration of time was when they met the person and they fucked it up so bad that they got blocked. It could have been like that same night. Yeah. Imagine that oh they God, received 175 that they messages. The Longhorn. They quit. They quit. <sighs> Longhorny stalker made them quit. Made them quit. Shouldn't have given her that sex in the apartment drink. Mm-mm, mm-mm. That was a bad idea. <laughs> she was getting really drunk on that Netflix and chill. <laughs> it comes with extra ice. <laughs> it comes with extra ice. All right, let's move on. Pretty young woman at Duncan, Tavares. To the pretty dark haired Duncan employee who served me today, Sunday, 3 3, I'm the older guy who bought two donuts and a croissant sandwich about 6 30 p.m. You'll probably never see this, and you might not even be interested, but I'll try anyway. I think you're beautiful, and you were very nice to me. So, young lady, I'd love to treat you to lunch or dinner at any of the restaurants in the area. Your choice, whenever and wherever you'd like to go. Yes, I'm much older than you, but this would be a no-strings date, and you could just pretend I'm your father or your Uncle Bob. Wink. 
First of all, I've never been asked out on a date by Uncle Bob. Okay. <laughs> okay. One. Two. Look, Alabama. <laughs> West Virginia, Mount Mama. Yeah, send me your hate mail. It's fine. You know it's true. I'm just saying. Let's just say this. This has ruined Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> this Dunkin' Donuts daddy, old man perv, he was the only one in the mood for D. Okay? Mm-hmm. So let me just say this to you, man. He was the only one ready for some Dunkin' that day. <laughs> for sure. For sure. sure. And he already knows Mm -hmm. that he is so fucking hella inappropriate. He's calling her young lady. He's acknowledging that he's way older. And you can just think of me as dad or uncle. Then, bitch, look, I don't want to go out on a date with you. Pay my tuition. Okay? Yeah. Papa. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. I'm the older guy. And you're like, okay, that's kind of weird. And then it's so young lady. You can think of me as your uh, uncle or as your dad. Yeah. Who Mm -hmm. the fuck says that? Go out on a date with me. I'm trying to, like, seduce you romantically here as I'm pulling out my teeth. <laughs> so I'm trying to seduce you here. I have to get the soft collars because I have no teeth. Okay? So he's going in there. Uh, yeah, how is he chewing through that croissant sandwich with the I no teeth he having He can't ass. eat a croissant. He can barely whistle. He goes the in date there. in finger quotes? Date. Yeah. What the fuck else... Oh what, is, what is a date in finger quotes? And that could not possibly be any more of a rhetorical question. Do not tell us. Nobody wants a date with their daddy at Dunkin' Donuts. It's too many D's, okay? <laughs> it's too many triple D's. We don't want it. Dunkin' Donuts, daddy. I hope that between the last time that we aired the episode in which we read this and now, you have had a Dunkin' Donuts heart attack, okay? <laughs> you have had so much caffeine. Stroked you've out. Stro- you've been stroked out. Okay, thank you, cat lady. That was brilliant. All right. Because you are a horrible, horrible human being. Horrible. 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 Because worse worse than the Lakeland walking trail guy who's bad. He's bad. But this guy is openly so disgusting. And the fact that he just look, I know I keep going back to this, but I have to just close my eyes. I know that you guys can't see me or I hope you can't see me. But (laughs) I have my hands over my eyes and I'm really, really doing it because I just want to go into my room. I feel like grabbing all my hair and putting it in front of my face and pretending like it's my room. Because this is so terrible. The Mm -hmm. fact that not only does he say date, young lady, I know I'm so much older, but then he says, you can think of me as your uncle or your dad. Just there goes the pretense out the window. And I think that's what makes this one, I think to me, the worst of all of them. Because a lot of them sound bad because of details we don't know. He has like a wrinkly old crawler in his pants. Nobody wants it. Dunkin' Donuts granddad. Okay. No. Okay. You fucking old piece of shit perv. Yeah. All right. If I ever see you at the Dunkin' Donuts, I'm literally going to smack you with a jelly donut. You're a horrible person. Horrible person. Horrible. Terrible. And I really hope that the last suggestion that we made, which is that the next time you go in, they don't close the lid on that hot, hot coffee. Splash. And spill it all over your non-magical beans. Ha! Ugh. Is there more? No, that's the end. Thank goodness. I can't take any more. My poor little heart. <laughs> I've messed up words. I literally crossed words together. Mm-hmm. Okay? Hybridized. It's you like hybridized that time them. I said Skulder and Molly. Okay? Instead of <laughs> Mulder and, and Scully. Scully. All right? Because uh, I was so upset no, wait, about... I said it right. Yeah, you did it. say it right. See, you can't even do it wrong I and I'm doing it And it's because at that moment that I was talking about something about the X-Files... I was so kerfuddled that I fucked it up. Mm -hmm. So I just want you to know it takes a lot to kerfuddle me. Mm -hmm. It really does. But this is just... It's the worst one. And we have had so many of these. This has been, you know... This is Halloween fucked up. Yeah. This is the kind of story that that if you just read it... That gets turned into a movie where we kill the Dunkin' Donuts man at the end for the catharsis. I love this movie. An indie film. And then we'll just be like, that's not jelly. 
get it. <laughs> <laughs> and can I just, I know it's like so low on the list, but I think it's just because of how creepy it is. I really hate that he calls it Duncan. <laughs> you know? Like, I know. That's the part that got you. No. No. I'm saying, I think it's uh, just because of how creepy the rest of this message is. The fact that he doesn't call it Dunkin' Donuts, he always calls it Duncan. Just always, I don't know, it's creepy. Yeah, I feel like. Pretty young woman at Duncan. Duncan. At to, Duncan. The, to the pretty dark haired Duncan employee. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. it's just. I don't like it. You know what it is? It sounds like overly familiar. Like you're not friends with Dunkin' Donuts. Why are you calling it Dunkin'? <laughs> like he's just such a he's just such a creepy and crochy guy that I'm like trying to protect Dunkin' Donuts. Oh my god. I was trying to think of something to compare it to, like, you know, when I was speaking to Steve. <laughs> you all know him as Steve Jobs. Yeah. But Stevie and I, oh my God. when we were sitting that at That guy, what was it? Elon. Yeah, you, well, you know what like, Elon's going to be rolling out in the summer? Bitch, you don't know Elon yeah, Musk. Yeah, exactly. And I just want to say... Elon. Oh my God. This was Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Fuck no. you, Elon Musk. <laughs> Hilarious. But this old man, I don't know what you were thinking. If you are a grandfather, if you are a dad, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should be buried alive. I can't imagine he has sired anything because he's been kicked in the nuts so many times. Because his crawler is shriveled that and he too. can't spill his Just, magical beans. You have beans. to imagine that Get this it. dude has been kicked in the nuts like at least 18 times over the course of his life. And he walked in there with this voice and he's like, let me have my Oh, coffee. you brought the I old know. man voice. Can you put some extra sugar you in You know, my, I hate the my, old man voice. Am I Duncan Goffin. Not the Duncan! And I just want two crawlers. This is what I get. <laughs> Coming in with all these presents. Girl, you don't know what presents are. These are not gifts. It's my birthday, and all you've done is just terrorize me, and I'm sad. I'm going to crawl in a corner. I'm hiding behind my hair. Happy birthday to me. Ho, ho, ho. I don't even know what holiday it is. Okay? That's how sad and messed up this really is. But honestly, the only thing worse than this is if, like, what's his name? Jason Voorhees? Thank you. There's nothing There's nothing creepier. Because, like, even if he was, like, standing at the walking trail, I still feel like I would still see the other guy. It's still the same thing. It's yeah. just one has a mask and one doesn't. Yeah. And you, old man, I hate you so much. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you so much. I've never hated someone I knew so little about. Dunkin' Donuts, and, Grandpa, yep. you are the worst thing <laughs> that was ever made by a sperm and an egg. Yeah. I think you were oozed out, slimed. Ew. That I is think, so gross, but ass. <laughs> I think you were a green belly baby, and you all could figure that out. <laughs> We're going to end it there. Thank you, cat lady. That was truly horrifying. Okay, that's enough of you, cat lady. Get out of here. All right. Now that I have forcibly removed cat lady from the studio, I think it's time that I finally made good on these promises that I've been making and give you one of my dumb for love stories. This won't be my biggest dumb for love story. (laughs) Maybe that's the end of the year special. But it'll be a good one, I promise. So before I get into my story, I have a very special guest in-house to do this interview. It's so close to Halloween, and I can't believe I got him on such short notice. But the demon is here to interview me because, number one, he's a really good friend of mine. And number two, he's the only person that could get me to tell a dumb-for-love story. So I appreciate him not being 
so double booked this close to Halloween. Absolutely. Thank to, you. Thank you. To interview me for this very dumb for love Halloween special. Absolutely. And I think it's very important that everybody understands that my name is actually the demon. <laughs> I thought that I introduced you accurately. Thank you. Everybody Thank you. should understand his name is the demon. Yes, the so, Miss Jean, thanks so much for inviting me here today. It's my pleasure that you're here. Oh, thank you. I'm all about your pleasure. <laughs> so my first question to you, Miss Jean, is if your story had a title, what would it be? I don't think I like being on the other side of this microphone. You do. Although I'm technically still on the same side of the microphone I usually am, I still feel like I'm on the other side. I understand. <laughs> it's going to be okay. If my story had a title, it would be called The L Word. The L Word, in case I wasn't clear enough the first time. The L Word. By Gene Morris. Yes, Mr. Demon. The Demon. Yeah, but I was calling you Mr. like, because your last name demon. is Demon. It's so. Mr. The Demon. <laughs> Mr. The Demon. Okay. Yes. Sorry, Mr. The Demon. I've known you for a long time. You've never had me have to say the the before well, uh, the yes, Mr. But, but I guess things change when yeah, you're in hell. Yes. I understand. So I guess to go to the beginning or yeah, middle. Let's start at the beginning. There was someone that I was dating for quite some time, pretty seriously. And I decided that I needed a break from them. And so. Why is that? Because <laughs> I needed a break. <laughs> You needed to break. I needed a mental and emotional break from this person. And I really just kind of wanted to reevaluate it. And so I thought, I'm going to take a break. So I broke up with them. Now, during that time of the breakup, I decided to get heavy back into my work and then also date a couple people. You know, date meaning, I guess, hook up. Yeah. I decided to see different people and feel different things out and just kind of sow my oats. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. So that's what I decided to do. And I think a lot of people that are in a relationship for a long time, that's not going quite the way that you had hoped. You kind of just need to get back to yourself and see what's out there and see how you feel and see who you are. And that's basically course, what I wanted yeah. to do. So I started seeing different people and doing different things and doing different people. And in this particular part of the story that I'm going to tell, there was someone in particular, very, very special. And I asked them to come and spend time with me where I was living. Now, this person, we're going to call her Natalia. So Natalia, Natalia, I think, Natalia. I think that sounds good. And then the person I was seeing, we're going to call her Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. Rachel and Natalia. And I'm going to write this down so I don't forget. By the way, Rachel said hello. I saw her on my way up this morning. Oh, yeah, so yeah, she's, she's ruling the other side. I, I mean, I figured that um, that Rachel might be hanging in your neck of the woods, but. Oh, no, no. She's ruling on that side. I there. didn't it's want crazy. to. Assume. I don't ever go over there because it's like really terrible. So, Mr. The Demon. Yes. Um, so I broke up with Rachel. Mm -hmm. I was now going to be hanging out with Natalia, who I had known for quite some time. We got relatively close over this break. Right. So she accepted my invitation. And so I was on my way to the airport to pick her up. And I was really excited to see her. And she is breathtaking, gorgeous, mm -hmm. beautiful. I mean, all of the words, all of the words that a wordsmith like myself can't even come up with to describe her. She was just delicious. Delicious is good. And so Mr. The Demon, I go to the airport. I see her standing outside. I'm like, fuck. Ugh, I like her. She's just uh, good. Because look, maybe I'm coming off shallow here, but what I really loved about her was her personality. Everything else was just like ice cream on top of the already delicious cake. But her personality, she was warm and sweet and loving and funny and talented. And then she's stunning. So it was just like, hello, unicorn. Talented in which way? I don't want to disclose. <laughs> 
Well, but she was talented in many ways. Yeah, I don't want to give away too many clues because I'm going to protect the guilty <laughs> and some of the fair, innocent. Fair. She was a well-known person. And so I'm just going to be a little bit more discreet out of respect. I see her standing there and I'm like, fuck, she's beautiful. I'm so excited. She gets in the car with me and I have someone else driving because I really want to spend time with her. And I'm in the back seat with her and she is talking to me and she just then lays her head on my lap. Nice. And I'm like, okay, this is great. So she's talking she was to tired. me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was exhausted she was, from a long trip. So she was like, I'm so happy to see you. You know, you look so beautiful. I was just like, oh, she was just so sweet. She has her head on my lap and she like reaches her arm up and just kind of playing with the back of my hair. And I'm just like, moves. <laughs> yeah, moves, moves. So I'm like, okay, Jean, you know, just keep it cool. You like her, but just breathe a little bit. It was very difficult. And she was dressed so sexy. She was wearing this like low cut shirt and really tight jeans. And her hair was so long and it was like cascading all over my lap, like a waterfall. And I was just like, I I was very enamored. Yeah, so of- you've tried to keep it cool. Now, were you able to actually <laughs> keep it cool? You know what? Surprisingly, I was actually able to keep it cool. Oh, that's good. So I just took a deep breath and she was talking to me. And I remember all the lights from outside hitting her face and her body because it was like really dark out. So it was all of the street lights. And I don't know, maybe it wasn't this magical <laughs> if anybody else was in the car. But for me, it was like a fucking movie. Using my the demon vision, I'm going to remember, quote unquote, <laughs> that it was definitely very much like you're okay so so she's laying in my lap I'm talking to her she's playing with my hair and she kind of pushes me down towards her to kiss her I kiss her in the back of this car and we have the most amazing kiss wow her lips were magic she was sweet she smelled delicious it was just all so good and mind you I don't want it to seem like I was with this other person, then boom, I could just be with everybody else. It was difficult, you know, because I was with this other person for a long time and I am a human. Absolutely. Um, So I was really... I I am not. (laughs) But I understand (laughs) the words. Yeah, so I was really taking my time to feel things out, but something about her just drew me to her and I felt different. I felt like it was okay to be more with her to be closer. Everybody else, I'm not going to lie, was kind of a hookup, but they all knew it. I never lie. I never trick you into bed with me, I promise. I always tell you exactly what you're going to get. This is true. Exactly. And the demon can see me from hell. So he's telling you. I'm the kind of girl that's like, You're not spending mm, your Look at the time. You have to go. It's really how I feel and who I am. And everybody has to do what's comfortable for them. Right. And I'm just not a stay over kind of girl. I have to kind of know you. Now, I know that sounds funny. Like, I can fuck you, but you can't sleep on my couch. But that's how it is. Sorry. Absolutely. So if you want to be with me, just know. Oh, I'd let you know you? I'll call you a cab. that I'm probably going to send you home. Okay, anyway, back to the gap. So she pushes me down and she kisses me and I'm just like, yes. <laughs> and then through heaven's gates, she takes my hand, puts it on her stomach, right in the crease of her stomach and her jeans. And I'm like, fuck it. I unbutton her button and I unzip her jeans and I magically, like a bowl of lucky charms, start fucking her in the back of this car Whoa. while she's kissing me. I couldn't even wait to get her home. Why I, wait? I couldn't. Why wait, Mr. The Demon? Yes. That just seems... So, as a matter of fact, just... the really big man downstairs, you know what he always says? He's like, you know, it's like, I'm going to take people whenever the fuck I want. So you could totally have been dead between that point and the <laughs> yeah, time that you got anywhere else. I think, I think that's so, the great reaper. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad that I got the thumbs up from the reaper that I seized the moment. 
that I carpe diemed. Yeah, carpe that diem. <laughs> in the backseat of the um, car. I was just like, fuck, I have to have her now. And I just want this experience with her in yes. the back of this car. So I'm fucking her and the car's driving. I feel like it's going faster. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't, but. In my memories, <laughs> I'm going to say maybe. All right, Mr. The Demon, yeah. stop stalking me while I'm having my hey, moments. I don't appreciate this. I won't. Cover your eyes down there. Yes. <laughs> it sounds so bad. No, cover your cover eyes, down there. eyes down there. I don't know there. if you yes. have eyes down there. No, but you, cover you wouldn't know that. No. Okay. Anyway, so I fuck her in the back of this car. It's just incredible. We get to where we're going. Where were you going? We were going back to my house where she was going to be staying for her duration of her trip. Ooh, how long was she going to stay? She was staying for about a week. Yeah. A long seven days. So we get back to my house and I take her up to her room. Yes, she had her own room to sleep in. Well, of course. And she wanted to take a shower, you know, and get settled in and stuff like that. And so I hear somebody going, Jean, Jean. I go and she was in the bathroom because she was going to take a shower. And she's like, I need some towels. She opens the door. She's completely naked. Of course. Because God loves me. Yes. Sorry, the demon. Oh, no, no, it's But cool. he I'm loves me. Completely naked, asking me for towels. And I'm just like, I can help you dry off, Miss Natalia. You really don't need towels. She's inviting me in. This whole thing was like the most beautiful movie in the whole world. Let me just tell you. That sounds beautiful. It was. Now, segue to the fact that during this time, Rachel is contacting me a lot. Why was Rachel contacting you? Because Rachel wanted to get back together. She knew that Natalia was coming and she started to panic. And now the did biggest... She know, I'm sorry, but <laughs> yeah. did she know Natalia? She knew of Natalia. She uh -huh. did not know Natalia. I you know, understand. It's kind of like, I know of Brad Pitt, but I don't know Brad Pitt. <laughs> I get it. I see what you're throwing okay, down. Okay. I get it. Thank you, Mr. The Demon. I appreciate you being on my page. Absolutely. On your page. So she's blowing up my phone from the moment that I made any sort of social media posting that Natalia was coming, Rachel was flipping. And so I was getting text upon text upon text. Now, a little bit of backstory is that Rachel not being there was Rachel's fault. <laughs> so I yeah. really took the break because I needed it because it just wasn't a good environment for me. And I really needed to see what else was out there. If it's not working, you owe it to yourself to take a break and say, what do I really want. Absolutely. So... I'm spending a lot of time with Natalia. Rachel, again, is still blowing up my phone. I'm going to different places and she's there and we had been talking, but the talking segued a lot more to getting back together the moment that Natalia was around. Uh -huh. I think still to this day, Rachel thinks she was pursuing it to make something not happen, but it had already happened. I had already slept with Natalia. Right. I'm skipping ahead. Let's skip back. Let's, let's skip back. Um, so I'm spending a lot of time with her. We are doing a lot of artistic activities together. Mm -hmm. A lot of long days, a lot of long nights. A lot of things that we're not going to exactly discuss because... I don't want for you to know exactly who it is. So we're doing a lot of things together. It's really great. I love spending time with her. She was just an incredible human being. And so... As we are spending more time together, again, Rachel is continuing to pursue. And anybody that knows when you've been with someone for a long time, you tend to migrate towards them. Of course. Even if it's not the smartest idea, which is why I'm telling a Dumb for Love story. Well, speaking of Dumb for Love, you know, and keeping in tradition with this show, I know you're not really wanting to disclose too much about her and stuff like that. But I do have to ask, and I think that people really would want to know more about why and how you connected so deeply with 
with her? What was it about her that drew you in? Well, from the moment I met her, there was an instant connection. There was just something there that I felt. And I know that she felt it too. And although we became friends, a lot of the time in the beginning when we hung out, it was in a more professional setting. Once we got out of that and started hanging out more as friends, we really got to see each other in a different light and really put the flame in the fire we were kind of already feeling Mm -hmm. when we couldn't really express it around our colleagues, I guess. But the more time I spent with her just doing like regular things, whether it would be just hanging out on the couch or watching a movie or just talking on the phone, I just felt like I knew her forever. And I feel like she felt the same way. And it was a very comfortable feeling, which is what also threw me off because I wasn't used to feeling so comfortable so quickly with someone. Yeah, um, that's not you know, for you, right? No, no, Mr. The Demon, it is not. And so I had just come from the feeling of being with the person I had been with for a while, thinking it would take me a really long amount of time to feel this new connection with someone new. But with her, it was like instant. We had a lot in common. She was just easy to talk to. It was just very fluid. And when she finally came to visit me for the first time, I really wanted her to come and be where I was and kind of feel her in my environment, you know, to see what that felt like. And the more time I spent with her alone, the more I realized, wow, I mean, I could really fall for this person because she was truly that exceptional. That's really deep. We just had something from the start. Would you ever uh, maybe consider that she could have been, quote unquote, the one that got away? I think with the time I got to spend with her, that's what really led me to have these huge feelings so quickly. They just really caught me by surprise. And when she finally came to spend time with me, I think that's when the feelings got exaggerated. And I really realized that this could open the door to something much more than what I even had. Not to correct you, of course, Mm -hmm. but would you consider them exaggerated or accentuated? Sure. Accentuated. I mean, accentuated, exaggerated to the point of greatness. Like it was so grand Yeah, I get that. that it was just hard for me to fathom what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And that someone as incredible as she could feel the same way about me. Wow. And I think everybody kind of feels that when they really kind of are falling sure. for somebody. You're just kind of thinking, does she feel the same way? Mm-hmm. And I think in that fear, I kept leading things to, oh, we're just friends. We're just friends. We're just friends. And right. So with that being said, when you think about her now, what do you think could have been or what do you think should have been? It should have had a chance. I think that's kind of the point. That week that you spent with her, you know, when she came to visit you, do you remember Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what your days were like with her? Uh, well, the days were... I, mean, I already know what your nights were like with her. So. <laughs> hey, Mr. Like the Demon, her? stay out of my realm. Well, um, it's my job. If I'm not everywhere, I'm going to get fired. Well, tell your boss. I don't well, like that I'm, you're everywhere you and nowhere. I'm not going to tell my boss any of that. Okay, I will write a very angry letter. Yes, And you, you can bring it. But no, I think I shouldn't write it, it in paper because it's going to disintegrate. So I'm going to send it via... How exactly do I deliver this? A chisel on stone. On a stone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just chisel it, you know, Fred Flintstone style. Oh, so not like the commandments? Oh, you whatever. went with Fred Flintstone? No. I'm, what I'm, kind of a demon are you? You're, you're a really nice the, demon. Fred Flintstone is the original. <laughs> Mr. Demon's getting high. I don't know what's happening over here. Not yet. He's smoking I'm that hello weed or something. Right yeah, okay. Let's do that. All right. All right. So 
my question to you is, what were your days like? You know, obviously we know what your evenings were like and your nights were yes. like. But, you know, you were busy. You guys were doing stuff together. Yeah, uh, we were doing some like? professional things. So we were planning and stuff like that. But on our off times, we were laying in bed. We were watching movies. We were talking. You know, we were doing all of the good stuff that you do when you're trying to get to That's know each other. That's a good one. Uh, what movies did you watch? Oh, my God. I have to remember the movies. Oh, uh, we watched Nine and a Half Weeks. We watched... You didn't watch a single movie, did you? <laughs> Well, no, I didn't. I, I mean, I know that movies were on and I know it was like, hey, do you want to watch a movie? And I was like, yeah. And I remembered that one and just that was, because Kim Basinger is so beautiful. Right. But it's all a blur. You know, it was just right. an excuse to spend time with her. So it was just like, hey, do you want to watch something? I don't know what the hell was on. I really don't. And if I did, I wasn't being a really good hanger outer with the person that I was with True. because I would hope she was wanting me to pay attention to her. Like if I knew what sports teams were playing, I'm a shit right now. Yeah. Like, you know, What's a sports team, <laughs> a group of people that all go to hell when they're, <laughs> when they're, when they're retired. Oh, that's the thing where a bunch of guys get together and slap each other's ass. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's the slap and ass games. The slap and ass games. But Anyway, so, you know, I, I was really just paying attention to her and I was so happy that she was there and so wowed by her. I, I really wasn't watching shit on the TV, man. I have no idea what the fuck was playing. I'm just being honest. Right. And I know there was a time that we were just laying there listening to like uh, music. I don't know what the fuck we were listening to. I have no clue. It could have been like John Denver. I have no idea. Lots of John Denver. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that you will remember the conversations that you had during those times. What were those like? Um, <laughs> They were short and brief. <laughs> No, I mean, we talked about what we were working on. We talked about how glad we were that she was there. Let's get we, in deep. We, we talked let's, about... Let's unfold those layers <laughs> of onion. We spoke about friends that we had just hung out with the night before. We talked about how happy we were about the project that we were working on and how it was coming out. We talked about where I lived and how she thought it was really different than where she's from. People were friendlier and stuff like that. We talked about our dreams and dreams that we had in common, things that we were looking for in another person, things we liked about each other. We were sharing a lot of things that were important to us, like about our dreams and life and hopes and things that we had gone through and relationships that didn't quite work out. And what I really loved about her was that she was very honest, very elegant when she spoke. And even if she was saying something that would be considered bad about another person, she always found a really beautiful way to say it. And that always impressed me because mm -hmm. you wanted to hear what she was saying because she really spoke in a way that made you pay attention. Listen to the sound of her voice. It's so enchanting. And then I'd get lost in that. So what I really loved about her was that she was just amazing to just hear talk about anything. She literally could talk to you about anything and you just cared. And she just had the most beautiful eyes you've ever seen. To look directly at her, you almost felt like you were going to turn to stone, but you had to do it because you couldn't also take your eyes off of her. I love the way I felt being around her because she made me feel loved without saying it. Right. And it was very unnerving because it made me open up and be vulnerable in a way that I wasn't used to, but I wanted to with her. Right. And she was a great kisser. Mm -hmm. Great kisser. 
like go to war for this kind of kiss. So you guys listen to a lot of music together, I'm sure, because I'm <laughs> sure you were both music fans, but a lot of it you don't remember because of the swirl and the yeah, it was, it was a blur. Yeah, because when, when you're really in a moment with someone, everything just kind of fades into the distance and becomes one globular of colors and sound. That's true. But however, you know that there's those moments yes, that yes. a song will poke out at a specific yes. moment and cause a specific memory. And yes. So I'm asking you about that song. What songs or song would you say really just poked out at you in that moment? Damien Rice, The Blower's Daughter, which is, is a beautiful song. That is a beautiful, beautiful song. Beautiful song. Haunting song. Mm-hmm. Um, which became a sexy song because of the moment. But really when you listen it, to it, it's kind it of sexy. sad. But in the proper movie scene, oh. it, became, it became really sexy and beautiful. Wait, so there was a movie involved? <laughs> no. Damn it. No. But um, yeah, I just remember there's the light coming through the window in a certain way. And her hair was just kind of glowing. And her face looked breathtaking that song was on and I just remember that I looked at her with her hair just cascading all over me and I was just like oh hi (laughs) (laughs) all right I didn't say hi but I was just like so what's up (laughs) no I was like take a mental picture because this is outstanding how's the exposure on the picture today oh it's still vivid it's like an hd (laughs) it's like an hd video it's not even a picture it's just like hd Wow. It was beautiful. There was that's no light right. in the room except for just the light coming in from the window. And that's all really that you needed. Any other songs that stand out? Um, Nine Inch Nails. One Hour Later. What was on the playlist? I guess another song that stood out would be Sade, Ordinary Love. Oh. Ironic. Get it? Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like my playlist was trying to tell me something and it was like... No, bitch, no. Don't go back there. Yeah, Be here. It seems like it wasn't an ordinary love. No, it wasn't. She was extraordinary. And she's one of my biggest regrets. That's deep. Yeah, I know. I just got deep. Get me out of here. <laughs> You're doing a really great job. You know, I think that it's important that you show people that you also can open up and share your deepest, saddest, most intimate kind of feelings. Thank I think you. that you're doing something really special Mr. here. Mr. The Demon. I want to be honest about this because this is kind of one of my dumb for love stories, but I feel like it's important because to lose an opportunity really sucks. It does. She was, she is an extraordinary person and I feel very lucky to have had any time spent with her. That's amazing. I know. Thank you. <laughs> I swear, I think Mr. The Demon is like high off of candy corn or something. Because no, it's good. so close to Halloween. I don't do sugar. No. Oh, I don't know. You're doing something. <laughs> it's not true. He's taking shots of lava. That's good. So, um, we, you know, towards the end of this whirlwind romance that you spend this amazing week together. Yes. You know, um, so we're back to this week. I'm sorry to bring you back to a little bit of that. Moment. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was an amazing week and I was really starting to fall for this person. But I kept getting so bombarded with Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> That a part of me felt so, I don't know, obligated, attached. Your brain needs to unlearn things. And I had not unlearned her yet. So I was still in that way of thinking of she deserved another shot or something. But also, let me be very clear. The only reason why she got another shot was because I let my own fear of how much I actually liked Natalia. I let that freak me out and push me into the direction of what I felt was safer. Because I kind of knew I wasn't really going to get my heart broken there. But over here, Natalia had the potential to really 
devastate me. Right. Since I wasn't clear about her feelings, I wasn't brave enough to ask why. I don't know why. It's so not like me. But anyway, I wasn't brave enough to ask the question. I, like a dumbass, went back to Rachel. I took Rachel back the day that Natalia was leaving. Wow. So let me say that again for the audience so that you can smack me from afar. I went back to Rachel on the day that Natalia went back home. Because I have to ask you, did you go back to Rachel after Natalia went home? (laughs) Yes. I went back to her on the day that she went back home. Rachel moved back in on the day that Natalia went back home. And... She was rushing to get me back the moment that she got a whiff of Natalia at all because she was trying to prevent what she thought was the inevitable. But I had already hooked up with Natalia by the time she reappeared. She was really just manipulating me so that she could have me back within her grasp because I think she knew this other girl was better for me. Yeah. And deep down, I knew it. Oh, very Rachel of her. (laughs) Instead of picking the better choice, I settled for the lesser choice. Right. Natalia was clearly the better choice in every single way. Her personality, how she treated other people, how she was warm and loving and caring and artistic and wonderful. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I mean, it's one of my biggest regrets to not to not know what that could have been like, what a relationship with her could have unfolded into because the time we spent together was so magical. I could only imagine when we were together. I knew she felt something. I knew we both felt something. She knew I felt something, too. And I think she asked me one time in bed, but kind of like jokingly. It's never a joke. No, it's never a joke. But I was so (laughs) I didn't hear it. And I had no idea how she felt, which is so stupid. There was no way that we had all those moments and and it was not that. It was that. It was that. that. Because we loved each other and were in love with each other so many times that we didn't say it. I knew it. (laughs) We just didn't say it. So do you think that she was trying to be cool or do you think that it was you that was trying to be cool? Okay. All right, Mr. The Demon, since you see everything, okay, get out of my soul. It was probably me. I'm going to call myself out, calling out 2019. It was me. I was steering the way because I am a very dominant person. So I'm going to take the credit here. What? (laughs) I'm pretty sure that I steered us in a direction that didn't make her feel safe enough to say, I'm in love with you. Yeah. So it was probably my fault. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so that's my story. (sighs) Okay. So I wish you could just see her. Ugh. Yeah, she was just... What if you're putting out into the universe right now? I know the universe because I've been yeah, there. Mm-hmm. Right. That she's going to be sensing this, whether she hears this or not. <laughs> she's definitely going to feel the energy from this, and you know that. Mr. The Demon, you are such a troublemaker. Oh, wait, Is this wait. a part of your job description? Well, I want to talk to your boss. Wait, no, I don't. I don't no, want to talk to your boss. Don't talk to that guy. But yes, this is literally my job description. So if you think about it, you are it's a stir of the pot, you pot no. stir, mm. you cauldron stir. What kind of things do they stir down there? We stir all kinds of stuff. <laughs> What's like your... we can't even talk about. <laughs> if I told you the things that we stir, you'd be like, "Wow, that sounds like hell." You're hilarious, Mister the Demon. Mm. Anyway, after I rebroke up with Rachel, <laughs> <laughs> Natalia and I were talking. She said. You know that I was in love with you. And I was just like, it was a gut punch Mm. because we were just talking about whatever. And like, she just looked at me and was like, I'm going to fuck up this bitch's world right now. You know, like I'm going to, I'm going to let her have it a little bit, but of course with kindness, because she was always so graceful. 
So even though she let me have it, she still let me have it in the sweetest way possible. Yeah. She said it so lovely, but it was like, you know, I was in love with you, right? Wow. And I was just like, what? <laughs> Don't you and have an like, upcoming business trip around yeah. where she lives? <laughs> I was like, flowers. Um, flowers would be a good start. Yeah. <laughs> I can't touch but, them. But it was a very amazing experience. And I'm so grateful that I got to have that with her at all. Most people don't get that at all in their life. And anybody right now that's with her is the luckiest person in the world. Yeah. She truly is exceptional. I, I, I really am the luckiest person in the world. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Mr. The Demon, you are not with her. I know. I know. <laughs> but you make her sound so amazing. Yeah. I mean... She is. And you should know because you see everything. So yeah. why don't you just like go in a portal for a second and then just be like, yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and she was the best person to play with your hair. You never wanted to get up. She was a hair player. <laughs> She was. She was a hair player. And she had the most beautiful hair. Like, I know I've mentioned her hair like a thousand times, but I'm a sucker for long hair. Yeah. And just because anytime the person kisses you and their hair just falls on your face, it's just like, and it smells like lavender and sunshine. You know what I mean? That like, sounds terrible. It's like, <laughs> I know you don't get it, Mr. The Demon. Okay. No, everything I, I, I smells like rock else, to you and mold. And okay. It's too bright. Yeah, I know. I know. Everything yeah. to you is darkness. Darkness. She just had the most amazing hair. So I love to like play with her hair. And when we'd lay there, I'd play with her hair and she'd play with my hair. But when she played with my hair, honestly, like I could just either fall asleep or be turned on. It was so confusing. <laughs> it was like, I'm asleep. Wait, I'm awake. But yeah, I don't know. It was all the little things I really loved about her. That's beautiful. I think about it often because it's a really fucking sucky, fucked up thing that I settled for a lesser relationship because it was familiar uh -huh. than pursuing the unknown. Right. I mean, there were so many moments when we were fucking and like making love and being close and kissing and all that, that the words could have happened, but they didn't. And it was just the feeling. And right. then it went right back into, oh, I love you. We're such good friends, right. you know? And you kept it cool, but it wasn't cool. I kept it cool. And I should not have done that because she wasn't the one who was initiating that vernacular it was me uh -huh. and i realized now don't do that yeah don't just do that. don't point it in a direction unless that's truly where you want it to go then by all means like if you're just if somebody's in the friend zone then they're in the friend zone don't lead them no, on no, you know course. so if i really just wanted to keep her in the friend zone then that was the proper thing to say but the fact that i didn't mm -hmm. that i was so afraid of my own feelings because they were so big that I didn't pursue it is what prevented something that I'll never know what it could have been like. She was truly an exceptional person. And I think anything that would have happened between us would have been something that I never would have forgotten. Because even though I known her for a while and we did have our times, that short stint of time, which to me, it wasn't, it wouldn't have been that short to anyone else, but it was short for me because I really liked it. Right. Um, it was so memorable. I can only imagine had it been much longer. So, you know, what's interesting is um, time. Time is a very interesting thing, but we don't really worry about where we're from. But, um, yeah, I know that you guys. Time is infinite for you. Yes. There really is no. Where you guys are from, you know, where you humans. And Actually, I'm a vampire because I'm 186 years old, yes, according to the video. Yes, definitely a vampire. Thank you. Um, you're still within the constructs of time, though. So with that being said, you know, mm -hmm. it's never too late. 
Because no. I have a feeling, I have a feeling that Miss Natalia is probably going to even listen to this because you guys are still friends. Is that, is that true? We are still friends. Yeah. Yes. So, I'm rooting for you, Eugene. So do you want to know what I've learned? Not yet. <laughs> But I will. Mr. The Demon, it's almost Halloween. You have shit to do. You know what? Those people can wait. (laughs) Okay, okay. I'm here for you, Miss Jean. All right, all right. I'm going to eat a raspberry while you ask me this question. You eat that raspberry. Mm -hmm. Okay. I personally love rotted raspberries. Disgusting. No, they're delicious. You know, they got the little white stuff on them. It's really, really great. You wouldn't love it. It's not a good thing. You know, don't do it. But with that being said, do you ever um, speak to Miss Natalia again about getting together? I mean, never say never. I'm just saying that it was a really big wound that I didn't even know that I inflicted that was very Uh hard to repair. And if I wasn't so distracted with everything else, I probably would have seen it. But I didn't because I was still getting over my own feelings. You know, I had a lot of them. I had a lot of feelings. And so I was trying to keep going through hurt and find who I was through it. And then now I have all these brand new feelings, which was like, what the fuck? Right. What the fuck, Mr. The Demon? You know, like it was crazy. And they were so different. I didn't do that. But that's why I have the show. I mean, if everybody got everything fucking uh, perfect, I'd be out of business. Yeah, it's very true. So I didn't see it at the time, but as time went on and I really looked back at the whole situation, I was like, shit. Yeah. You know, I gave the wrong person the opportunity. Yep. I'm so sorry that it happened like that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, you, Thank you. you deserve a happy moment through all of that. Instead yeah. Of I mean, I had several the, happy moments through, through all of that, but oh, uh, sure the sex that. was just mind blowing. I just want to say that it was mind blowing. It mind was blowing. incredible. It was, oh my God. It's like not having dessert for two years and then eating and then going into a bakery and somebody goes, like going to the cheesecake Mel, and then some, somebody goes, eat whatever you want. Wow. And it's like the first time that you taste like icing wow. or like cake or cookies. It's like the first time you taste sugar, you know? So was she sweet? I was high. Let me tell you, <laughs> I was high AF. I was like, I don't, I don't need no narcotic. <laughs> it was incredible, incredible. And she had just an amazing voice. What which was it I'm about not gonna, voice that you like? I'm not going to get into it. Let's just say it was special. Yeah, it she was had a, a very, voice. very special voice. And when she said words and she said my name, it was like a sonnet. <laughs> it was like, it was like a sonnet of sex. It was just, it was incredible. And mm, Good, good, good. And well, I'm only uh, elaborating um, I'm on that because I always ask my guests, so what was the sex like? Yeah, what no, was the kissing absolutely. like? And I just want everybody out there to know. Um, All right, so give us a visual <laughs> using your words of her kiss. Her kiss was like, oh my God, I can't even describe. I, I'm a writer and I can't even find the words right now. Okay. You got this. I her kiss was like, I see. Okay, imagine like, I think we, imagine on, like a, a really. What? I think we have stumped her. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm stumped. Wow, she can't even come up with words. I know. Imagine like a really hot summer day in the middle of the city, and then your first encounter of your lips and tongue on an ice cream cone. Mm. See, I like ice cream. Melty, even for being sweet, demon. and it's like sweet relief. My lips were so hot, and now you just melted them into the abyss. Sex with her was like molasses and lava, and, I'm and a big fan her of lava. body. Oh my god! <laughs> and her insides were so good. <laughs> <laughs>
I, I can't find words, and this is so crazy because I can always find the words yeah. to describe things. I you mean, write songs about I this. write fucking lyrics. But it was just like, when I first was inside of her, it was like warm apple pie. Oh. You know? Right. That's what it was like. Okay, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, I want all of you tonight to go get a warm apple pie and stick your fingers in it. And then you'll know what I felt. Whoa, it's hot. And somehow we'll be connected because you did that. Yeah. Please take a picture and then just tag me. Okay. Yes, tag (laughs) at Gene Morrison or at Dumb for Love. Yes. Thank you, Mr. The Demon. So So, let me ask you mm -hmm. a question. Sure. How dumb have you been for love? I've been a fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that you've been um, adventurous. And I think that you've been. I mean, you always have to take a chance. And I'm I'm always going to take a chance. I mean, I'm the lead singer of a band. So I have some stories yeah i mean i was dumb for love with like three girls at once but that could be a whole other story that's true what would you say that you've learned (laughs) okay finally um what i have learned i have learned that you really can't live your life being afraid of things and you really can't live your life being afraid of your feelings if something scares you ask yourself why and i mean scares you in a good way i don't mean like that person scares me to think that they're a creeper okay right. it's more like, like i'm not asking you to go date your stalker what i'm saying is yeah, please don't if do you're that. even mr the demon is saying don't date your stalker yes, do not date your stalker but if you have feelings that rattle you ask yourself why and don't just dismiss them. Don't just say, I don't want to get hurt. Shit happens, man. You know, but at least you have the experience. So what I've learned is not to fear how I feel and what I want. And now when I want something, I just get it. That's incredible. And don't ever feel that you are obligated to anyone just because you have history. It's history for a reason. Yeah. Man, I'm coming up with good ones right yeah, now. coming up with great ones. <laughs> it was the story. You should write a book. It made me sweat. I'm like sitting here, my like, clothes are sticking to It's hot in here for me. Well, as a vampire, I don't normally sweat, but it was such a good story. As a demon, I don't get hot. Her blood was delicious. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe she was the one that turned me. Me? Hmm. No, I'm older than her. Yeah. 186. I think she's just 100. Oh, so, oh, so she was a vampire too then. I cannot disclose. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, that's what I've learned. Just follow your true feelings. I always tell everybody, listen to your instincts. Don't just dismiss things. I had a lot of red flags with Rachel. It's that I felt like, for some reason, this person deserved a chance to prove me wrong, which, no. No. <laughs> that's very, very cool. So, um, public service announcement for Miss Rachel here. Um, so, Miss Rachel, there's nothing that even a demon like me could do to you that you haven't already done to yourself. So... Sorry. Damn. Harsh, Damn. Harsh, Mr. The Demon. You hear that? That's the sizzle oh, at the end of my... Wow. Okay, but yeah, the sizzle's do, real. The sizzle is real. Well, I hope um, they enjoyed my but story. more importantly... There's more a bigger one to come, but I think that'll be the end of the year special. That sounds wonderful. Thank you, Mr. The Demon, for interviewing me. I really do appreciate it. I know that you know your schedule's been very, very busy... Halloween and all kinds of shit. Halloween's a crazy time of year. So everybody calls the demons. I feel extra special for you to interview me for my Halloween birthday special, and uh, you're much appreciated. It's always a pleasure to talk to you, Miss Jean. Thank you for having me, and the most wonderful birthday to you. Ta-ta. Bye. And like the mummies say, that's a wrap. Well. That sure was one hell of a Halloween special, huh? And if nothing else, we hope all of these stories have made you feel a little bit less judgmental about the girl in school who summoned a demon to take her to prom. We heard that they're married now, and she's a doctor, so... Make sure to visit us on social media via at Dump for Love. That's D-U-M-B, the number four, L-O-V-E. Or visit our website 
dumbforlove.com. You can find all of these links in the about section of this podcast and episodes on all platforms. If you're enjoying Dumb for Love, tell your friends, family members, ghosts, and coworkers about it. And don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. And if we love it, we'll read it on an upcoming episode. And our favorite one at the end of the season will get the honor of receiving Gene Morrison's world famous Brookies, just like Pop Pop, a.k.a. Abuelito used to eat. This is Gene Morrison signing off and reminding you that we are never too smart to be dumb for love. Dumb for Love is a Vex Network production. Copyright 2019 by the Vex Group, LLC. All rights reserved. Executive producers, Gene Morrison and Diego Paul Sanchez. Production and editing by the Vex Group. Additional writers, Aja Reyes, Jamie, Cat Lady, and Gene Morrison. Music by the Hush Brothers. Cover art, the Vex Group. Special guest reader was D.S. Poe. Featured musical guest, Morning Bells. And a happy birthday to Gene Morrison. Our new segment today was sourced from Craigslist Missed Connections. All rights reserved. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Dumb for Love. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on all the platforms. And if you enjoy our show, tell your friends and donate to our coffee page. That's ko-fi.com slash dumbforlove. For more information and all of these links, check out our website, dumbforlove.com.